What's up, loves? Welcome to Love or Obsession. I'm Queen, the host. So my last episode, y'all, y'all probably was like, what the fuck? I thought this was free to listen. And you guys are right. It is free to listen, but this is the thing. I don't have listener support and my podcast is worth something, you guys. And I could have put any price on it I wanted to, but I decided on $2.99 monthly um, as a monthly subscription. And I'll only lock down every three episodes moving forward. So if you really love me and would like to subscribe to the show, that $2.99 a month will give you everything Love or Obsession has to offer. And I feel blessed because one person did subscribe, but I don't know who you are. Um, If that one person is you, send me a screenshot um, of you subscribing and I will send you a piece of love or obsession merchandise. Um, And thank you so much for subscribing. I feel, you know, blessed and successful, y'all, just off that one person showing me love. Okay, but move, um, every other, it is, Love Obsession is free to listen for the most part, though, you guys. Okay, so thank y'all so much for listening and supporting um, y'all the bestest, and I love y'all. Okay, so it's only up from here, y'all. So look, when I really get big and people won't be afraid to love me out loud, you know, Y'all can spam people with a heartbroken emoji if they mess with me, y'all. <laughs> my lovies, go get y'all some. But no, uh, my lovies, go get y'all. But yeah, I was saying like when I really get big and people mess with me, y'all know how to be have, be spamming people with the bees or um, Rihanna Navy be spamming people with the anchors or um, what is it, the barbs? What they be spamming people with? Is it crown? for Nicki Minaj but yeah when I get big and people be messing with me y'all just spam people with the heartbroken emojis because whenever you think of a broken heart emoji or a broken heart picture I want y'all to think of love or obsession you guys and I hope y'all like my logo as trademarked it's completely mine I own it and I created it you guys from nothing I created it from just like a real generic picture I'm proud of myself for everything I've been doing with love or obsession um I know some people before I was trying to joke about my um my cover art for Love or Obsession, calling it like cheesy looking and unrealistic, but hey, you do you and I do me, okay? Okay, so look, last thing before getting into the story, you guys, y'all know I, I take a lot of things for granted, and I'm thinking about like, like we, not even just me, I feel like we as humans, as individuals, we take a lot of things for granted. And I was just thinking about what happened with the Haitian immigrants. Now, remember they had flooding um, not too long ago. I forgot the natural disaster that caused that flooding, but it destroyed their atmosphere. Um, and, And they had to uproot their lives and being treated like a slave, you know, with the whips and horses. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all don't know, it's like news nationwide. Um, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I pray so hard because I don't want to ever experience nothing like that in my life, okay? Um, I pray for people that go through things like that because being a black woman, y'all probably think that I probably experienced a lot of racism or discrimination. And if people did try to treat me that way, it probably went over my head because when people try to be offensive to me, I never be offended. I only be offended when people think I shouldn't be. But anyways... But for people that have to go through that type of stuff, I'm praying so hard for them because I just can't even imagine, you guys. Um, so, yeah. So, today, 
I will be talking about Fred and Rosemary West, um, a couple from the United Kingdom. Now, if you guys heard of them before and you know this story, you know that this story is all shades of fucked up, okay? Uh, the it trigger one, and the amount of times that I say rape in this story, I even use the word sodomized, and these are crimes against children. Y'all know I hate that shit, and I don't even know how love or obsession started to spill into you know, talking about these stories, but doing talking about true crime, it's inevitable. It seems like almost, I'm not going to say almost every crime, but it's a lot of crimes committed against children, and it's real fucked up. So I'm not going to be real graphic with it, because it, like my research, I came across real graphic details and stuff. It's real sickening. So I'm going to just tell the story as mild as possible, and just know that this story comes with trigger warnings of rape, murder, kidnapping, sodomy, um, just bunch stuff, dismemberment, incest, y'all, oh my God. Okay, so Fred and Rosemary West, a couple from the United Kingdom that did a lot of messed up things. Um, so this whole, oh, I said that you guys, this whole story is a trigger one and, um, and torture, let's not forget torture was a part of it too. Um, and it involved all these crimes against young women as young as eight years old, you guys. Um, and the criminal acts between this couple has been going on for over 20 years. The number of women and girls murdered is unknown, but Fred was charged with 12 women and Rose was charged with 10. And if you ever encounter a dangerous man, I bet you, I bet you, that that woman standing behind him is 10 times more dangerous. Rose West became the most dangerous, notorious female mass killer in Britain since Myra Henley. Y'all don't know Myra Henley? Look up, because I'm not ever telling her story. Like, I won't even give her the satisfaction. Like, some people, you just can't even give them the satisfaction, you know? So the thing that got these monsters caught was the horrible inside family joke. And we'll get into that. And now it was said that both Fred and Rosemary came from a family of, of abuse. Fred being abused by his mom and Rose, um, that's what she was called, Rosemary, a.k.a. Rose, being abused by her dad. And this sexual abuse we talking about. Um, let's start with Fred. Frederick Walter Stephen West, born September 29, 1941. I, I hesitated on that word, Stephen, you guys, because I don't know why every time I see the name Stephen, I automatically think Stephen. <laughs> it's like, come on, girl, learn how to read. Okay. Um, Frederick Walter Stephen West, born September 29, 1941, a serial killer. His crime spree lasted from 1967 to 1987. Fred came from a poor family of farm workers. His mother gave birth to eight children, six survived. Fred's family lived and worked on a farm. The children all had assigned chores. The girls picked hops and strawberries, and the boys harvested wheat and hunted rabbits. Fred developed a lifelong habit of being a thief, mainly petty crimes. He was artistic. Um, he dropped out of school at the age of 15. Fred was not an attractive man, but he was charming, I guess. Um, he was always known to be inappropriate with the ladies, so he always been a disgusting creep. Um, Fred already being traumatized by his upbringings, all hope was lost when he suffered two head injuries. 
Wow, that's crazy. Um, Fred had a sister named Kitty. If you know, you know my sister. Okay, but anyway, Fred's sister told his mom that Fred had been raping her for about a year, and this was June of 1961, and she was pregnant. Oh, my God. Fred was arrested and admitted to the police that he had been molesting young girls since his early teens. Yikes. No charges was brought against him because his sister didn't want to talk about it and his mother was going to speak on his behalf. Um, I bet about how he was such a good boy that just made bad decisions. That's what they always say about their kids. Um, knowing they some fucking monsters. After the... After that, most of his family was like, fuck you, Fred. His mom put him out the house and he moved with his aunt. When Fred was 21, he married a woman named Catherine Costello. She was known as Rena. Um, when she married Fred, she was pregnant by another man, an Asian man. Her family wasn't pleased by her interracial pregnancy, and that's how she ended up pregnant and alone from Scotland to England. Um, Catherine gave birth in 1963 to a daughter named Charmaine. Um, 1964, Fred and Catherine had a child together, a daughter named Anne-Marie. Um, Charmaine and Anne-Marie is actually really cute names, um, just to put that out there. Um, Fred was, was harsh to the children. The family had a nanny, and through that nanny, 16-year-old Anne McFall came into play. A whole bunch of mess was going on now. Fred drove an ice cream van. He cheated on his wife, Catherine, had multiple affairs. Catherine had an affair on her own with a guy, had an affair of her own um, with a guy that made an observation that Fred was only tough when it came to beating up women and children because he kicked Fred's ass on multiple occasions. Fred accidentally ran over, ran over and killed a young boy on his ice cream route. The charges were dropped in court, but the townspeople wasn't fucking with him no more. Hustling ice cream was his bread and butter. Oh, oh, besides making um his wife engage in a little sex work here and there, Fred got out of town with his daughter and stepdaughter, wife, and the two maids. So this was the nanny Anne McFall, and it was the lady that introduced Anne McFall to the family. And those was the two maids. He had them isolated out of town. Fred abused everyone present, especially young Charmaine. And remember, Charmaine wasn't his child. Catherine was already pregnant with Charmaine when she got with Fred. Catherine planned to leave Fred, but all that backfired when Anne McFall, one of the nannies, let him in on the plan because Fred was just abusive as fuck. So Fred told Catherine, basically, you want to leave, bye, bye, bitch, but the kids are staying. Um, so how terrified the children must have been, you know, they mama leaving them with this predator and she's so afraid that she won't even fight for him. So Fred flexed his muscle and had everyone in compliance with his bullshit. Catherine popped in and out of the kid's life because she didn't want to be there, but she also didn't want to just totally abandon her children and leave them alone with Fred because there was already accusations that Fred was make you know sexually abusing Charmaine at this time. Um and Fred just would not let the children grow. And so by this time Fred was in a full public open relationship with the former nanny Ann McFall. So Ann McFall went from being the nanny to the woman of the house. Ann wanted Fred to divorce I'm talking about Fred Anne wanted Fred to divorce Catherine and marry her. 
She believed that life with Fred was better than returning home to Scotland. Hearing names like Catherine and Scotland, it reminds me of this show I was just starting to watch on Netflix. It's called Rain, you guys. I like it. Check it out. Um, it's about royalty, like back in the day royalty, where being in a royal court meant watching your back at all times, okay? Everyone who reaches for the crown and fails, baby, off with your head, okay? Okay, so back to the story. So July 1967, Anne McFall, age 18 years old, she was 18 months pregnant. She vanished. She was never reported missing. The next month, Fred, the next, the very next month, Fred exchanged exchanged wife Catherine returned to live with him and they moved to another town a year later Catherine left again leaving behind her children once more now at this time is 1969 and Rosemary Letts come into the play Rosemary aka Rose was born November 29 1953 in Northam Devon England Rose was the fifth of seven children her family was poor Rose and her older sister were sexually abused by their father. She, in turn, molested her two younger brothers. So in early 1969, Rose had just turned 15. She met Fred when she met Fred when he was 27. She had just turned 15. They met at a bus station in Cheltenham. Um, at first, Rose thought Fred was dirty and thought he was a bum. Fred played his cards. Um, he showered Rose with attention. He made her feel special and important. Fred asked Rose on a date twice. She refused, but the third time was a charm. They soon became a couple. Fred had Rose, you know, sympathy because he told her his wife had abandoned him and their two children. Upon initially meeting Charmaine and Anne-Marie, Rose felt bad for the children. She showered them with affection and she took care of them because they were clearly neglected. Okay, and that was initially. Rose was working at a bakery, but she left that job to be a full-time nanny to Fred's two children, Charmaine and Anne Marie. And it's crazy that Catherine left Charmaine with Fred when biologically she wasn't even his child. So maybe with Anne Marie, he had a leg to stand on, but not with Charmaine. I don't know about parents back then, y'all, because I'm not going, especially not when it comes to my children. Um, Rose's parents didn't know that she quit her job at the bake shop, at the bread shop, because Fred gave Rose money every Friday so she can give to her parents as if she was still working. Rose's parents did not approve of Fred and assumed he was a scumbag, and they assumed right. Um, Rose was placed in a group home because her parents went to social services as a way to keep Rose away from Fred, but that didn't work. That did not work. Rose was 16 when she left that group home. Fred was serving 30 days in jail for theft and unpaid fines. And when he was released, Rose moved in with him. Fred also went and got Charmaine and Anne Marie from social services because when he did jail time or he didn't have a nanny for the girls, he would just place them with social services. Um, like it was daycare or something. <laughs> Uh, October 1970, Rose gave birth to her first child with Fred, which was Heather Ann. In 1971, Fred was serving a six-month jail sentence, uh, and that left 17-year-old 
rose to care for and be a mother to three young girls. So according to Anne-Marie, because spoiler alert, out of the three girls, Anne-Marie lives to tell the story because she eventually ran away. But Anne-Marie said that Rose took a lot of her frustration out on she and Charmaine. And although she was complaining and submissive, Charmaine pushed back. She gave attitude. Charmaine, Charmaine she chinned up and she took every every beating, every hardship like a soldier. Like if she was broken, she wasn't going to show them that they was breaking her down, you know. And that's, that's man, um, spirit of a lion for real. Um, it was believed that Rose killed Charmaine right before Fred got out of prison in June 1971. Around August of 1971, Catherine wanted to confront Fred about custody of her children, and that's when she was last seen alive. So Fred and Rose got married January 1972. Rose gave birth to a second daughter named June of that month, to a second daughter by June of that month. The daughter, actually, her name was May June. <laughs> Um, shortly, after, shortly after having her baby, Rose turned to sex work. Fred was her pimp. Um, Rose was like a sexual deviant, her and Fred both. But she might have been a little scarier than Fred. Um, Rose holds so much, they was able to remodel the house. Um, this story so unbelievable and wild, y'all. They said once Rose found... Once Rose's father found out she was working as a sex worker, he would go visit her for service. I'm fucking dead. Um, by 1983, Rose's had eight children. Three of them were by clients. Um, and it was said, too, I thought this was real silly. I didn't put it in my notes. I just remembered it, so I'm just saying it was said that the, to explain the difference um, in the three children that wasn't Fred's, I guess their parents like the hair texture or the skin complexion, Fred supposedly told them that the kids looked different because his great-grandmother was black, <laughs> was a black woman. But whatever, Fred, you just an asshole. Okay, by 1992 was when things started to become uncovered. Um, from Fred raping and torturing a nanny that he, he, um, it was a nanny that came to work for them. He raped her and tortured her, but he ended up letting her go. And her mother went to the authorities. Fred and Rose was arrested after Fred raped and sodomized his 13 year old daughter. The children were taken to social services and they all told social workers that it was a saying around the house that Fred used to tell them. Like, keep quiet about all the fuckery that's going on. Otherwise, they will be buried under the patio like Heather, their sister that went missing. So this story is so traumatizing, y'all. And there's so much to it. It's real sickening. Like, uh, I, I'm speechless. So now I'm going to just tell y'all about all Fred and Rose's victims. First, we're going to start off with Ann McFall. At 18 years old, Anne was a nanny to Fred and um, Fred West's children from his first marriage. Anne McFall was born in Scotland and was believed to be Fred's first victim. Anne had an affair with Fred um, when his wife at the time was away. Her name was Catherine Costello. Um, Fred also fathered Anne's child when she disappeared in May of 1967. She was supposedly pregnant with her second child by Fred. Her and the unborn child remains was found in a field at Kempley near Fred's West home village of Much Marcel Her Hefershire. 
And so the next victim was Fred's first wife, Catherine Costello. Catherine Costello was born in Scotland and was Fred's first wife and second victim. They got married in 1962 when Catherine was pregnant with another man's child. She gave birth in 1963 to a baby girl named Charmaine. A year after Catherine was born, the couple had another child named Anne Marie. Now, Anne McFall was described as naive. Catherine was described as tough and manipulative. The last people heard Catherine... The last people had heard of Catherine, she had left Fred in 1967 because of violence and sexual abuse. Her friends and family lost contact with her in 1971. Catherine was 26 years old. Her remains were found close to where Anne McFall's remains were found. Okay. And so now Fred, so Fred, so now Fred meets Rosemary. They meet, get married in 1972. Rose was 15 years old. Um, so every victim moving forward, moving forward was what Rosemary was charged with also. Okay, Charmaine was eight years old when she disappeared in 1971. Charmaine and Rose never got along. Fred was in prison when Rosemary murdered her. When he was released, he buried Charmaine's body outside beneath the kitchen window. Um, the next victim is Linda Goh. Linda Go went missing in 1973. She was 19 years old when her parents reported her missing. It was April of 1973. And uh, all these victims was found at 25 Crom Crom Cromwell Street. Um, and that's the address where Fred and Rose lived and they buried all of their victims in a cellar. Okay, so at the Linda Go, the next victim was Carol Ann Cooper, was reported missing in 1973 by her grandmother. Carol Ann, known as Cass, was born in Luton, Bedfordshire. She disappeared November of 1973. She was staying at the Pines Children's Home. Her body was found in a cellar at 25 Cromwell Street, where the majority of the victims were buried. Okay, next is Lucy Partington. She was 21 years old. She was a university student. Lucy was from St. Albans and moved to Bishop's Cleve soon after. Lucy was described as clever and well-liked. When her mother reported her missing around late December of 1973, that sparked a massive search. Her remains were found at 25 Cromwell beneath the floor of the cellar. After Lucy was Therese, Siegenthaler, she was born in Switzerland. She was 21 years old and a student at London College. Therese disappeared Easter of 1974. She was hitchhiking to Ireland to visit a friend who was a priest. She never reached her destination. Therese's remains were found in the cellar, also at 25 Cromwell Street. Shirley Herbert was another victim. She was the youngest victim. Well, little Charmaine was the youngest. She was eight, but she lived in the house. Um, Shirley was the youngest victim lured to the residence. She was 15 years old. Shirley was described as pretty, spirited, and vulnerable. She was born in Birmingham, grew up a ward of the state. Her parents separated when she was two years old. Now, November of 1974, Shirley left work, and she disappeared while traveling traveling home. When police investigated, no trace of her was found, but eventually her remains were found at 25 Cromwell also. Okay, then we have Juanita Mott. 
She was born 1957. She attended school in Gloucester, Gloucester, Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire. Juanita was described as rebellious, attractive, and outgoing. Juanita was 18 years old. In April of 1975, she disappeared a day before her friend's wedding. Okay, and then we have Shirley Ann Robinson. She was in Leicestershire and later lived in Germany in the West Midlands. She lived with Fred and Rosemary and became Fred's lover. She was pregnant with Fred's child in May of 1978, about eight months pregnant when she was when she was last seen. Her body was with her unborn child and it was buried in the garden at 2125 Cromwell Street. Okay, so Shirley Ann Robinson was somebody that fell in love with Fred. Um, Allison Chambers disappeared shortly before her 17th birthday. She was known as Al or Allie. She was born in Hanover in West Germany. Her father was serving in the Royal Air Force, and at the age of 16, she became a rebellious teenager, and she was sent to a group home in Gloucester, Gloucestershire. She disappeared August of 1979. Allison remains were found in the garden as well at 25 Cromwell Street. Now, it was believed that Fred and Rosemary's final victim was their firstborn child. It all ended with Heather, but yet the investigations all began with Heather, too. So they say who's ever last is first and who's first last. So it ended and began with Heather. So um, we shall call Heather the brave one. Heather was born October 17, 1970. Her murder was said to have demonstrated the depths of evil Fred and Rosemary were prepared to plummet to. Heather was 16 when she was murdered in 1987. She was the first victim who nobody, she was the first bit, okay, calm down. She was the first victim who body was found at 25 Cromwell Street. Okay, so she was the last victim and the first to be found. Heather was murdered and buried under the garden's patio. Her father sexually abused her and she was threatened and she was threatening him like she was gonna go to the police because she knew the shit wasn't right. Okay. Um Rose was sixteen when she left the group. Oh, I said that already. And she was threatening to go to the police. Okay, so Upon finding all this out, of course, Fred and Rose were arrested. Fred hung himself in prison on January 1st, 1995. Rose, she's still alive to my knowledge in prison, talking about she innocent and shit. Um, girl, bye. She, she like 67 or something like that. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. It was long. It was wild. It was disturbing. It was disgusting. Um, for pictures... Um, the Instagram is Love or Obsession Podcast. Please send all messages and suggestions to Morvy Hood. Not Morvy Hood. I'm giving y'all my personal. <laughs> I'm giving y'all my personal email, y'all. Please send all messages or suggestions to Love or Obsession Podcast at gmail.com. That is Love or Obsession Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> For merch, please check out VelmaHood.com. Thanks, you guys. Um, I love you guys. I'm Queen. Peace out.